Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 19-2, and my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm I'm really tired. <laughs> you're so tired, you're not even talking into the microphone. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, I'm, I'm Purnell, by the way. Hello, everyone. Every week we listen to great video game music from all generations and all consoles, and we have a great time doing it. Um, so this episode's coming out a day after our little event in Philadelphia at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm, I think it'll go pretty well, though I am very curious about what it is going to be like because we have no idea what we're walking into. It no. could, we could walk into <laughs> a banquet with free food I'm hoping. and a set of chairs. That would be amazing. An that, elephant. And that would be difficult in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> no, but it would be awesome because of elephants. Uh, elephants would be neat. The um, I, I I've looked up this place on Instagram and on Facebook, trying to get like a, a beat on like what this place looks like or what they do with other podcasts, and I can't tell because they just repost pictures from other places. We could be the we could be the components for Soylent Green, and so we're just learning about this. <laughs> well, as we'll learn when we get there. You know, it is called the Indie Hall, and it's like a maker space for um, I guess independent artists and tech people i admittedly assumed it was just a uh, a trendy name of a place that's near independence hall that's probably more likely yeah but it looks like they do stuff there like they make things they probably have a bunch of 3d printers do they process freedom they <laughs> they the uh they have people trying to steal the declaration of independence <laughs> oh they probably have training sessions <laughs> training sessions so yeah I'm, I'm it could be really cool with a big stage or it could be like Kind of us in a corner, but either way, it's not going to be like us in a bar that's super loud. Well, if we bring baby, we'll have an excuse, and we'll be able to get we'll be able to get better seating, I'm sure. You said baby. If we just bring baby, because nobody puts baby, baby in, in the corner. corner. Oh. oh God, I'm old. No, <laughs> some, sometimes you gotta like spell it out for me. Like <laughs> I'm just out of it today. Uh no, you're out of it. What are you talking about? I, I'm frazzled, man. You I can't. You can't take responsibility for me being like I don't understand. I can and I will. I just <laughs> did. If I didn't split my pants earlier today, you would be more <laughs> with it. You need to. If you're going to say that on the on this episode, you need to say you didn't just split your pants. You ripped your pants open leaving your car. Yes. Now getting in the car to go to work. Saying split your pants just full stop. Just full stuff means like I was bending over to pick something. Oh, 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 no, no, not, not, not the Jay Sherman special. <laughs> no, Jay I, Sherman, I get that. <laughs> I sat in the car and my pants, the side of my pocket, of my pants got caught on the latch that locks the door together in place when they, when it connects mm. and that tore the pants and I wore them to work that way because I didn't have time to go on and change. So I just walked around all day with my pants torn so far down to look, I was wearing an evening gown Oh wow! and I was waiting to see if anybody would notice the tear. Mm-hmm. No one did. That's great. And then they, just, they, they probably did, but didn't want to say nothing because they wanted to be weird about it. And just be quiet. To do that thing where you kind of like sit at your desk and you slide your legs under and you're like, not no even. one has to know. I just sat at no. the desk. I did nothing different. Mm. And then I got up, got my tea, my coffee, went to the restroom like normal, went outside, came back. No one said anything. You just enjoyed the draft? Just enjoyed the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, uh, can't. It was enjoyable. It was jovial. Mm. So you never went back to change. 
Never went back to chain. Hmm. Went home, got my gym clothes, and went to the gym. Yeah. And that's why I'm looping now, because I did not eat much today. I I had um, <laughs> I had an emergency bowl of soup, which I keep in my drawer for emergencies. Emergency soup. Emergency soup. And then the four pinwheel sandwiches I had just now. Mm-hmm. That's everything I've eaten today. Oh, my God. So, as you can guess, going out and burning you know, 900 calories... And all I ate was a bowl of soup. When you have zero, ca- so you're in negative calories right now, which is good. That's how you get calories out of your body. I've heard rumors. I was discussing it with a friend actually. You know, if you go, if you work out on an empty stomach, you'll lose more weight than if you eat before you go to the gym. Uh, I, I, okay, that's one of those things that I hear both ways all the time. I heard it both, no, all the time. If I'm going to go for a long run, I have to eat something ahead of time. If I'm going to wake up in the morning and go out for a short run, I'm fine either way. Well, don't get me wrong. But I was not fine. But like, <laughs> but, but if, I, if I'm lifting weights, I have to have something, 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 something to like to get that initial burn. Otherwise, I'm just going to crash. And I'm not going to get anything done. I was working out like that, like how a goth would dance <laughs> when you just kind of that standing in place like shuffle. Doo, yeah. Doo, 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 oh, doo. man. That was like on a TV show. It was like a cartoon of it was South Park. It was South Park. It was South Park, wasn't it? it was why, why do I feel dirty being like, was that, oh, I made a South Park reference? I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm hey, sorry, listeners. South Park is older than some of our listeners, okay? I think it's allowed. Oh, to, <laughs> it is allowed to be South referenced. South Park's older than you. <laughs> it literally is. Just like this. Well, not like The Simpsons, but mm. it still has that level of like how long it just existed on the air. Because that, South Park, The Simpsons, and One Piece. They are the three things that come to mind and I'm like, when is the show that just won't go off the air? Yeah. Those are it. And they're still doing One Piece, huh? Still doing One I Piece. I know. I still haven't seen One Piece. It's still entertaining. Don't even start it. Don't even start it. Because it's, you'll never get caught up. <laughs> they're, like, they're like episode 1,000 or something. Oh, wow. So it's uh, a doozy. T- I've been watching this one show. No, I'll, I'll talk about it later. I think it actually I think it actually fits the um, the theme for today's show. All right, so what do you think today's theme is? Well, I know the theme is panic. Yes, but I remember like a few weeks ago, you were like, I want to do stressful music. Well, here's where it gets weird. So yeah. we a couple weeks ago, we had the TMG show. And at the TMG show, mm-hmm. we did Speed Rush. And that was sort of, meant, in my head, that was meant to be the panic rush or you know panic-based episode, mm-hmm. but it didn't take. So we're doing that topic for the show on Saturday with different results because different crowd and all that is going to be different. Yeah. But what that means now is that we're going to have two topics that are similar but different and they'll be portrayed in a way. But what that ultimately means is that we can, we're, I feel like we can break our rule because of the fact that one, we just want to play more music. And two, yeah, and it's, it's our, a live show. It's, and it's our show. No, and also this one might actually get recorded, so that would be good. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's well, it was like, even though it's like it's like we can always be like, we can break rules we want, it's our show. I still feel like you want is like I always want to have a reason nonetheless. Like, why what is the what is the reason? Well, you see, I went spelunking last week, thereby I felt the need to do cave music again <laughs> because I just have this desire to discuss dank, dark places. Yes. It just makes sense that way. Yeah, if we do more cave music, we won't call it dank music. No, I mean, we have to call it dank music. <laughs> just to call it something just different. Just call it the dank. <laughs> the the d- entire episode just call it the dank. 19-dank. The dank. The dank. All right, so we're talking about panic music. For me, this is music that like, is uh, during a part of a game where a clock is ticking down or things are moving much faster than they were, and the music changes to make you feel that much more stressful. 
also I chose because I couldn't think of some other ones. <laughs> um, I'll explain it later. I got ones that's a little bit different, but this one I've been playing a ton of. This is um for this is a, this is a puzzle game on the iPhone called Alpha Bear Two. Oh my God! You're actually bringing up a track from Alpha Bear. I am. There's only two songs in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got man, how many podcasts are gonna be like? I got this game called Alpha Bear. I'm playing on my yeah, cell phone. It's really good. It's it's super chill. Like when you're playing the game, I think it's got three songs. It has like a main music. It has like a main level, and then this is the timed mode, and it is crazy stressful. I so stressful. I turn the music off. Whoa! Because it because it ruins my uh, my concentration. Was here this thing because apparently mm-hmm. Alpha Bears can stress you out. Yeah, so I did a, not know this. It's a word puzzle game. It's super cute and it's probably like been my favorite game on the phone ever. Burgers. Um, uh, so it's called Timed Mode. There's no official soundtrack, mm-hmm. so I don't know what the tracks are actually called. But this is the Timed Mode stage, and um, also I recorded it from my phone, so I had to do a little bit of editing to like stretch <laughs> some sections out. Don't you love when that happens? Yeah. You got a track that's just you can only get it. Manually, yeah, like, like there's just nowhere else to get it. Uh, but I did find the uh, the artist. The group is called Zero Bit, and it is comprised of Jeremy Thal, Gideon Crevache, and Devin Greenwood. So here we go. Roll that beautiful bear footage. Do the let's do the bear. <laughs> mode from the game Alpha Bear 2 for the iOS and that was by Zero Bit which is Jeremy Thal, Gideon Crovache and Devin Greenwood so it's, it starts off a little chill right? I feel like the whole thing was fairly chill even when I feel like there was a segment that kicked in later where I could have sworn I heard like a ticking clock which I like, I like ticking clocks in mm-hmm. songs and yeah, uh, I do too, I, I don't know why that is but like, there's, there's a DJ Shadow song um, I forget which album it's on, but there's like a, the, the hi hat sounds like a like a ticking clock, and I really like that sound. I feel like I'm starting to get my mojo back. I don't know, maybe it's this delicious vitamin water. I don't. Freaking I think it's the food kicking in. 
Maybe. Food, food you just Maybe ate. I'm getting calories. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, it starts off really chill because like when you're playing the game, you're like you're just trying to form um, words from the tiles that are just around. But then the longer it goes, the drums start to kick in, but the way everything is kind of off key, just it bugs me and I can't concentrate while it's playing. So even though it's soothing by tone, I mean it, like it it, it, it Gives you a bit of anxiety because of the way the notes play. Yeah, I think it's soothing in, in timbre, right? Because it's very soft. Mm-hmm. But in tone, everything is off key. You know, I can see that because you're a guy that likes to be organized. I so do. a song that's unorganized <laughs> or just out of order, so to speak, probably doesn't gel well with you. I think it sounds cool that 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 bass sound that kind of evolves into sounding like really electronic. I think it's really neat. But it drives me crazy playing the game. And then um, the last like five or 10 seconds, it changes. And I had to extend it a little bit because there's actually a glitch in the game. Oh. <laughs> where um, some stages are a minute 30 and some some are just two minutes. Maybe I should stop playing Network Cartoon Network Matchland and switch over to this. I love it, man. I love it. And I don't love Matchland. Why am I still playing? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, the, the whole system of microtransactions in the game is pretty simple where uh, oh. you, you really don't have to do it I, oh oh okay i i you, you can pay which i'm sorry i'm just going into this i just paid money to um, to get rid of ads so oh. that i can just keep playing see that i'm okay with if the, if the game's monetary prices kill the ads yeah and you'll never see them again and that's it like, i like that because that's well, essentially saying i could spend money to like level up my bears to like play the game more but like I can still keep playing the game because leveling up the bears is literally playing the same game as the regular stages. And then also, you can spend money because you only can only play so many times per day. You can spend money to play more, but they let you play so much. Like it doesn't matter. So you you feel like you'll never reach the point where you naturally run out of plays per day. I mean, for for the for the amount that I play, I'm really happy with it. It's always like well, five- see, that's the real anxiety. It's like okay, I gotta. I'm going to panic now. I gotta get to this level, but I only have enough bear points for one session. Yeah, what like, am I going to do? Exactly. Like I had like I spent like five or six bucks on it, and I just really enjoy it. It's, it's unbearable. And I, I can put it down for a week and pick it up again when I just want like a little puzzle. It's, it's nice. It barely takes any of your time. <laughs> I don't have a bear clue that you're talking about. <laughs> course get i'm, the, I'm get bearing the, all my jokes to you and this is how you respond get the bear out of my house <laughs> <laughs> just like eh. i don't know what it is it's our friend mark he he put me on the pun train oh, oh you I, spent like a whole week with him yeah now i do nothing but really bad puns what was it um friend of ours posted a photo of bread she baked and uh my response was I need, I need some of that to get delivered to me post-haste. Oh. And I, respond, I looked back, I was like, crap, I used need, didn't I? I needed it. I didn't get that joke because he spelled it normally with the N-E-E-D, not K-N-E-A-D. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, now we're talking about spelling. Yeah, see? Spelling bears. An alpha bearable. It's... It- <laughs> I like that. I can't keep up with this. <laughs> All right. Um, so what's your first panicky track? Well, I feel like I may as well come at this full steam ahead. So. I love it. Yeah, because I, I kind of I started us a little mellow. Yeah, mine is not. <laughs> I don't think any of mine are. But, uh, so the first track I'm going to pick is from a recent game, I would say. Actually, all of mine, most of mine are fairly recent games. From the game Puyo Puyo Tetris. And the track title is called Fun Puyo Puyo Hell. And it's composed by <laughs> Hideki Abe. That is the best name. 
Oh, you're gonna like you're gonna like my name of my next track too. All right, here you go. Poyo Poyo Tetris. Is it fun Tetris Tetris hell? I think a hell's in it though. <laughs> You're listening to Fun Puyo Puyo Hell from the game Puyo Puyo Tetris, composed by Hideki Abe. I love this, man. This I, I, this is your first track of the episode. This is already my favorite track of the episode. I'm glad to hear it, because honestly, it may, it may like very well it. be mine, too. Oh, it's so good. I love the bells in it. It's oh. a very light track with a hard edge backing. Yeah, yeah. I love that that, that lead synth that with the melody. It sounds very like kind of Eurobeat, you know, like with like the but it's not it's just really happy. And honestly, yeah. it, it it hides a sinister <laughs> underbelly of stress, frustration, well, panic, and it's just fun pure... poyo poyo and also hell. So this is this play, does this play like one like when you're stacked up? No! This is just versus mode. No, this is versus mode. <laughs> yes, but it, it's brutal. So a couple weeks ago, I went to visit my friend from SML. Mm-hmm. He was having a housewarming, so I went up to his house to visit and hang out. And I saw he just happened to have Puyo Puyo Tetris, because he had on, I think he had it on the Xbox. And I was like, hey, I like that game. I didn't know you had that. Just play it. He's like, okay. I thought but it was a Switch exclusive. Oh, it's okay. on, I think it's on I think it's on all three, maybe. Oh, if it is, I'm. I'm Actually, my, no, no, no. Take that bet. This might it be. Was my, on, it was on his switch. It was on his switch. This might be my uh, game of the quarter, as we're calling it. It's really good. I know <laughs> yeah. it's on. I know at least some variant. I want to say at least mm. some versions is on PS4 too. Oh, okay. So technically, you could get it if you wanted it. But like this game. We were playing versus, and I had no idea he was actually really good at Tetris. Oh, so so uh, Tetris. I'm. I've always been weak at Tetris. I'm good at games that involve being very fast, and like. Being a, just working from panic and getting things done, whereas Tetris is all about organization. Uh, and Poyo is order. like is yeah, planning ahead, way ahead. You're pretty good at Poyo, though. Yeah, that was honestly the only place where mm. I had an edge on him. Like mm. if we did the switch mode, yeah. If I couldn't kill him on the Poyo side, he would kill me on the Tetris side. Yeah, that's what I love about so. And, and I'm so glad they they kept Poyo Poyo the same way in Poyo Poyo Tetris is because it's like 
You're matching was a three or four of the same. Four, minimum of four. So you can, so you can match up four colors of these blocks as you drop them, and you can just clear your screen. No big deal, but it doesn't do anything. Yep, like it's all about the chains. Because Puyo Puyo is always about versus mode, and so if you just if you just clear blocks, just like single sets of blocks, like you don't do anything against your opponent. But so you have to you have to line up chains, mm-hmm. and even and if you just do one chain, it does almost nothing. So yeah, you have to sinister so you have to plan ahead and purposefully stack everything in a specific way so that you create a chain reaction where where these little blobs of colored blobs drop down and clear at least two or three times. Mm-hmm. And, and then when other enemies are sending wow, junk to you, that is a level of yeah, that is a level of something else. So imagine what you just said, yeah. but you're playing as somebody who's ridiculously good at at least one of the games. Right. In this case, Tetris. Mm. And he was getting better at Poyo from playing against me. <laughs> so He's becoming like the master. He was getting really good. I'm like, crap, I'm losing my Poyo half. <laughs> so every match was stress. Like yeah. we had a full audience, like at least nine, ten people in the room because it was a party. And people were like, oh my god, how is he not talking about me? Like, how is he not dead yet? Because I'm at the very top. I was like, not done yet! Oh, one, two! And I was sitting there, like, screaming, one, two, three, four, <laughs> eat it! That's what's so awesome about these games. It's like, you get, it's like when you're like at the very, very top and you're still just barely holding it together because everyone thinks you can still make a comeback. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can. And I honestly, that's what happened. Like, ultimately, he had by far the better of the win record. Yeah. But there were some moments where I went from being near death experience. To like back at the bottom uh-huh. because I just fireballed it. Like I could do it. I'm not losing to you. So and he would just send it all back. When it flips over from Poyo Poyo over to the game Tetris, like is it like how what is it is it random or is it timed? Like it, it's it's weird. So there's two versions of that type of game. One is the flipping, and the flipping is completely timed. So like there's no clock that shows it, but the game knows. Okay. And at a certain after a certain time interval, it'll say like it'll make a sound like burp, 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 like oh, warning you it's warning about you, the flip. It's about the flip, and so you have to kind of remember what the board was in your mind. Yep, because it retains the state. Wow. Yeah. And then the other variant mm-hmm. is they're both on the same screen, like there is no flip. So you'll be dropping poyos, and every once in a while, a tetramino will fall on the, the same screen. On the same screen, and the tetraminos are heavier than poyo, so it smashes all the poyo down. But then they also just move to the top. So oh. you don't get rid of Puyo this way, but you'll make it the Tetrado, the Tetramino hit the ground. So tetram- any Puyos that were below it will remove, will warp to the top and fall down. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. It's a can, can you control weird. them as they fall down, or they just they just land on top? They of They just land on top. But that's the thing. If I'm not this good, not <laughs> even close. But if you're really good, you can have Puyo. Let's say oh, let's say three columns to the right. Puyo set up in a way that they can be broken. They just need a little push from the left-hand side. But the Poyo that you need to break are on that column just a few columns down. Well, Tetrite can fall, smash through them all, then the new Tetra blocks, well, the, two, the Poyo will fall down on top of the Tetramino, and that one level may be just enough to get them lined up, and boom, chain combo. It just breaks them. That's incredible. It's a game that requires a lot of thinking and a lot of planning. Mm. I, I love it. But like I said, Puyo Puyo is a panic-inducing <laughs> stress buster. There is no relaxation involved when you play a Puyo game. Just panicking. Well, Tetris is also panic-inducing because that's the game I chose from next. But not, oh. not just Tetris or any other Tetris. I chose from Tetris the Grand Master. Oh! Because that is serious, seriously fast game. This is a, this is a song called The Hardening Drops 
instant death mix. Over <laughs> instant death mix? Yes, over level 500. So there's different music that plays within specific levels of the game. And when it's over level 500, there's a song for it mm. called Hardening Drops. Okay. Which is, I guess, like, like really hard drops, I guess. But this is instant death mix, which means like this is after, because there's two versions of the song over level 500. So I think this is like when it's like, it's instantly hitting hitting the, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even in um, Tetris Effect, there's a mode called Master Mode, which does that too. Mm. And there's like five or 10 levels of Master Mode. So that's the music when this plays. Like when you've played up to this point and it's just dropping, and you don't even see it drop. You just see it appear. <laughs> mm. And this is composed by Shinji Hosoe, you might know from... Um, that so- name sounds very familiar. H-O-S-O-E. Yeah, H-O-S-O-E. Um, he has worked on uh, Treasure and Cave games. There it is. So yeah, so this is really... Yeah, a lot of cool arcade music. So this is the Hardening Drops Instant Death Mix over level 500 from the game Tetris The Grand Master. That is such a wacky It's a long title. Vegeta <laughs> would be proud. He would be. They are real games. Uh, Socks the cat. Yeah, that's the one. It was like, wasn't that George Bush's cat? Yeah, um, no, that's the one where you're rocking cat. Rocking cat. Rocking the one cats. with the, you know, the cat in the suit and the boxing glove. Yeah, man. Anyway, you're listening to Tetris the Grandmaster, the hardening drops, instant death mix over level 500. This was composed by Shinji Hosoe. Um, this is an arcade system. It was uh, the the sound trip was listed as the, the you know the Q sound, uh, Capcom Q I've sound. I've seen Q sound yeah. before, like in the arcade, it pop up. Definitely got that Shinji Hosoe, like super, like kind of late '90s, early 2000s techno sound. I, I love the way this sounds. Like the, the the bass kick is super like thick, and all of the percussion and the synths are very uh, syncopated and. It just sound, it sounds very puzzle puzzle gaming, you know. I like it a lot, though. It makes me think, mm. though, because aside from the fact, like you said, this is likely a high level track that plays. Oh yeah. I also feel like I recall the Grandmaster variant of Tetris not just being a score attack, but it's tweaked to be really difficult compared to the normal Tetris. Mm. Like you're pretty much going into speed drops and very little room for error, and even some prize, probably some unique rules on how blocks twist. Yes, the um, the the way the way things move. And the way, like when you like in, in Tetris, where you can like kind of drop it, and you still have like a little bit of time to move things around, mm-hmm. like that's all. All of that's a little slightly different because of these. These arcade games weren't created by Nintendo. I think they were created by Sega. I don't want to say Sega. It's probably some like weird aloof company. That no, no, it's it's one. It's one. I should I should probably just look it up. It's one you would you would be surprised. But there's a bunch of these Grandmaster games. 
um, that have come out since. I, I only really knew about them because it was on like our, uh, Games Done Quick. And a bunch of people came in, they brought in the arcade boards and their special, like they brought in like fight sticks because they, they, they needed like the super fast inputs. Mm-hmm. And they were playing through it like super fast. And it was so cool. I'm like, what are they doing? We need Magical Drop Grandmasters. That, 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 that was my cup of tea. That is a lost game. Like, why isn't not anybody talking about Magical Drop? That's such a cool puzzle game. Because they're death. That's they're, why. They had, they had that one machine in the corner at Too Many Games that had Magical Drop on it. We never got around to playing it. Oh, man. That's my, that's my sweet spot. It was probably our friend, our friend Bob's machine because we play at his house once a year. If I get up there for that gathering, we always end up playing it. We always have a little small Magical Drop tournament, and I get to crack my knuckles. Is it one of those one night, I get like a Grandmaster. Small, small cabinets? One of those, you know, the, the, the MVS cast with the carts. Yeah. You swap multiple carts in. It's one of those. And it just feels good because just for that small window, I'm like... Who wants a piece of the master? <laughs> yeah. And everybody steps up. There's like one. There's like a couple guys that like rotate round robbers. Like I'm gonna beat him. I'm gonna be the one to beat him. And I do. I could eventually lose. It's not like I'm undefeatable. But what ends up happening is I get tired because right, the game right. actually tires my arms out. Oh yeah, it's physically demanding. Yeah. It, but yeah. during that during the prime time though, <laughs> oh I'm gonna give you the business. Yeah, there's like no warm up. It's, you just got to jump right into it. That's right. That's so funny. And it ends up becoming a thing sometimes where it's like it's all about the clear bonus, which means you don't even want to get locked into a combo mm-hmm. because if you get locked into a combo, then the other guy is making quick breaks, which means their counter's going down faster. But if they do quick breaks when you do a massive clear, but their quick break doesn't get them to zero, then you'll just sweep past. It's a weird dynamic. Yeah, I got I got to play. It's been so long since I played it. You've introduced me to so many um, different puzzle games. Like with, with Puyo Puyo, I had um, uh, the mean the, the mean bean machine mm-hmm. on the Sega Genesis, and I didn't really do much with it. I kind of played played against the computer, and it was tuned like really easily. Mm-hmm. Then Puyo Puyo, actually, I will say single player. Once you get to like the third third last quarter of the game, mm-hmm. gah, forget it. But like but I didn't early. I didn't do much with it, and I didn't think much of it for a long time and then like we became friends and then we played um Poyo 4 it was a Poyo 4 I it imported it for the dream kit yeah and you were like no Rob this is like you really have to think ahead like when you play against the computer like you have to plan so much faster yes and that's when it blew my mind that like I was playing this like Tetris you mm-hmm. had to play it so differently yeah Poyo Poyo to me is as old as that franchise is. That is the grandmaster of drop, block drop puzzle games. I think games. so too. I think so too. It's it's be- I, for me. It's it's. I mean, I love columns. It's better than columns. I love Doctor Mario. Sort of. It's better than Doctor Mario. Doctor Mario needs speed, and it doesn't have speed. Yeah, it doesn't have that speed. Um, but yeah. So I was thinking, like, <laughs> for a while there, we were calling everything like hard mode, like going to the library. Hard nightmare mode. mode. Nightmare mode. Yeah. So now, now, now it's like this is like the opposite of that. Now it's um, you know. Like uh, cooking in the kitchen, the Grand Master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that is not hard. But it can't be nightmare. You're the Grand Master. It's all child's play. And you're doing it with flair, right? But like you have special power, right? Like you're faster. Like you can dri- freeze time in one half of the kitchen. Driving to work, uh, the Grand Master, where it's like my car, like immediately shifts into gear. <laughs> you're driving with one hand with a DS out the window, no, no, basically with no difficulty at all. A cop drives by. Oh, it's you. Keep going, sir. Have a good day. Yep, leveling Pokemon while I'm driving to work. Wait, that's not grandmas. That's just reckless. I've done that. <laughs> I've actually done that. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> womp womp. But um, I that was those were the old days. The old days when we um we when could... I was a year ago, <laughs> <laughs> last year. All right. So what's what's your uh, next track? So this is me. Actually, I don't even want to say it's a stretch because that's all I have logic behind every track I pick. Mm-hmm. So this track 
If I picked it from a previous episode, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. It's from the game La Mulana 2. And the track title is called Dragon of Embraces. And the composer of that track is How Are You? How Are You? Same Jima. You're listening to Dragon of Embraces from the game, my game, La Mulana 2, composed by Our You or Or You, depending, Same Jima, also goes by the name Nagoro, Nagoro, who's also the developer of the game, okay. Nagoro. Oh, so it's, it's developer and composer. Yes. I, I love that. That's so cool. So this game, the entire game is stress <laughs> it's uh you'll probably hear me talk about this on a future episode because of the upcoming one too but um la mulana is essentially a game the true a true game depicting the life of what indiana jones would be like mm-hmm. so yeah in the movies he raised the temples and he always has these near close calls and it's always laughable he's always just plucky getting up in this game you die a lot. <laughs> you don't know what some of the traps are going to do to you. You'll just stumble across something and a hand will just crush you. This is like Indiana Jones should have died a hundred times and this is what that game is. Exactly <laughs> that. Exactly. And complete with the most complicated puzzles, it'll pull your hair out. Like you'll be uh, looking at FAQs or like groups, group tanks trying to figure it out. So so this is this isn't boss music. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does a boss mean in this game? Is there a combat? Yeah, there's definitely combat. As you're exploring the, the ruins and such, you fight monsters and mm-hmm. enemies, and you have a whip. You get like a flare gun and all kinds of different like items, shuriken, all these things to help you combat enemies. But the way you fight bosses is you have to explore the ruins of an area to locate something called an Ankh. It's like think of it like a boss key in Zelda, and then you have to take that Ankh and find a pedestal that will take the Ankh. And when you find it, you use the Ankh. And then the game will teleport you away to the lair of the boss for that region. Mm-hmm. So this music plays during the boss of the very first area of the game. 
So wait, the, 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 that they they didn't save that double kick drum no! for like later on. Like, no, this is intense stuff. And that's why it's this like a panic track because when I got to this boss, I was expecting you know I wasn't expecting to be like a pushover. I was like, okay, right. something happening. Okay, here comes the boss. You're gonna fight him, but. You end up warping from a place that's kind of like a ruin okay. to a fiery red hellscape. So it's like a spot that's kind of like chill. It's just like ruins everywhere. And then suddenly it's just... You're in hell. You're in hell. You're literally in hell. And that's there's a theme. ceiling and a floor and this giant like dragon thing. that's like a spider. So yeah. it's crawling up the side of the screen and just barfing fire. That's amazing. And at the time... I legitimately panicked in the game sense because, like, what the heck is this? Where am I? <laughs> How am I supposed to beat him? Fast forward, I learned his patterns and stuff, and he became easy. But that first mm-hmm. introduction to this whole thing set me off. Oh, and yeah. there's a lot of games that I think can pull that off well, where you, you don't expect the boss to do what it does, or you might get to the boss yes. for the first time with very low life or lives. Mm-hmm. So you're like, this has to count. And then he's like, Fireballs everywhere. He's like, what do I do? You know that did that for me was uh, Jeff just shapes and beats because mm-hmm. some of the bosses in that, like the first time you see it, like you're not expecting that that to happen, and it's like crazy panic inducing. I love it. It's like yeah. it's something about it. Like it's not supposed to be good. Well, it is. You like, designed it to be fun, but it ends up working. Yeah, it's the surprise and then the, like the panic of how do I deal with it, right? Yes. Yeah, that, that's a it's a great it's a great it's not a mechanic, but it's like a great. Like beat to put in a game, yeah. and there's something to be said about it because mm-hmm. if you really lay it on the table, you only really get to experience that once mm-hmm. per scenario. Because once you've got a handle on it, it's not going to happen again. Well, I was just thinking like this: this is a this is really specific to, to the video games because like, so you can't do it in movies, you can't do it in books. So you can you can have something surprising, mm-hmm. but you're still just along for the ride. Yes, the panic is coming. When because you're in control, mm-hmm. you have to deal with the situation. Yes, it's so specific to, to 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 this kind of like interactive media. Like the first Silent Hill, the first time you play Silent Hill two, and yes. Pyramid Head chased you down that corridor, and you're freaking the heck out. Yeah. Like, what's happening? Resident Evil two, like it's early in the game when like the giant liquor monster shows up, mm-hmm. and like you're like, wait a minute, I don't have any ammo. What am I supposed to do with this I'm, thing? Oh, I'm low on health from these zombies, and what did this? Where, wait, now it's a new monster. Who has behaviors exactly. that didn't exist in any other games? Like you're expecting like slow, like scary zombies, and suddenly this thing with this giant tongue is chasing you. Yeah, like it's it's just a great, it's a great thing. Like I will I will always always champion a game that has quality panic-inducing moments. <laughs> always. Okay, so my next game is kind of quality. I love how I'm looking at the soundtrack, the tr- sound bars, by the way, and you just see the lines on my thing like screaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah you're, every once in a while, your um, your sound level squishes. I, I, I listen back on the episodes. It's fine. People, I just picture someone listening to the episode, and then like they go deaf temporarily <laughs> because <laughs> of something I said. Something like that. Like and when, there's, when there's major things, I try, to, I try to tame it down. I go back and look at the, the, the audio. But, all right, so this is different. This is because we were. I was thinking about Tetris on the lines of Tetris and puzzle games and versus games, mm-hmm. where it's very panic-inducing because you're getting attacked back and forth by your opponent. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I remember as a kid. This is Track and Field Two Ooh. for the NES, and you know the Track and Field games are just button mashers. Right? Yes. This is arm wrestling. This is the so 
arm. Yeah, exactly. I was almost. I'm playing for that at the beginning of the episode. But this is arm the arm wrestling game in Track and Field Two, which is just mash the B button faster than your opponent, and you're trying to move like this uh this meter back and forth. Mm-hmm. This I remember. Is, this is panic. This is panic. But it's it's Konami, so it's got some amazing music. So this is arm wrestling for Track and Field Two for the NES, and the composer is unknown. Don't know it. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Arm Wrestling in the game Track and Field 2 for the NES, composed by, actually it was June Funahashi, thank you, Pernell, for the assist. No problem, sir. Like that. Um, this is a dope track, man. This is like, it's just intense. It's the kind of music uh, you want to rub your battery on a controller to. It, yeah. Rub, oh, you use like a battery to go back and forth? That's what we used to do. We'd go get a, we'd get a double-A battery, uh-huh. you set the controller down at an angle, battery, get it at the lip of the button. Oh, uh, we used to use our spoons. Spoons. Yeah, it's the same idea because it's curved, and you put the spoon on the on the NES pad or the the yeah on the NES pad next to the button, and you rub it back and forth. And Probably hit. safer because I always picture like <laughs> us rubbing like the edge of the battery to the point where like ass starts leaking out or something. Yeah. it never happened, but the potential was totally there. Oh man, I love how the track starts with like I think it's supposed to be like crowd cheering, but then the music is very like a uh, boxing montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's funny because, like, I have trouble. I'm trying to remember the full boutique of events. Yeah, and I'm having trouble because it's been so long, which makes me want to just have a track and field party. Yeah, we should. We should do it. So there's taekwondo. There's, I remember diving. I was about to say, that was my favorite event, so I remember that. I want to say there's um, a decathlon. There was a long jump, triple jump. Was that on this one? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's definitely in there. Um, I want to say there was even a pole vault. Pole vault, fencing. There's a, there's a lot of little games in here, but the, I remember the arm wrestling being the one that was like, is button mash time, like super, like destroy your controller, button mash time, put that NES advantage away, turn off um, uh, turbo. It's funny in its own right, too, how yeah. they could make an event out of nothing but mash this button as quickly as <laughs> yeah. possible. Like, you're not really going to get better at it. Well, you're just going to smash the button. Anytime there's like back in that time, like, during this time and prior to like the old like the old Apple days and in, in the arcades, if there was a game that had a bunch of smaller like um, Olympic games, like remember uh, Epic's EPYX? No. Like, Epic Summer Games, Epic Winter Games. I remember all, Winter like, Games. I didn't remember the Epic All this part. stuff was the same thing where it was like super obtuse. There was nothing that told you what to do on the screen. It was usually just mash a button and then let go at the right time. <laughs> and I think back on how uh, <clears throat> the old track and field games were and how you had the power pad. It wasn't, this wasn't track and field. It was actually whatever the Nintendo version of it was, which is eluding me memory-wise by name. But you would play that and the race was just stomp on the two buttons as fast as you could. Even though the power pad itself had multiple buttons on it. Oh, it was just two. I guess it was registered to only the two because that's all the controller buttons for the NES had. 
But I thought how much more sense would it have probably made, though it probably would have resulted in some fallen kids, if they made you actually run like back and forward. Oh, yeah, because that would be like um, like one of those like like uh, football training um, exercises where there's like uh, there's hoops on the ground and you get these like high knees. Yeah, like you have to actually up. step yeah, forward yeah, step and back. back. Yeah, real, real fast. That, that's a great idea. Like... You'd have to do back only because since it's not a treadmill, it is. It won't constantly reset it. You know, with with the new Konami game, um, Dance Rush Stardom, it's I kind of that. like that. Oh, I love that game because it tracks your left and right foot, but the but the ground's kind of a touchpad. By the thing, though, I don't even think it tracks left and right feet. It just knows sort of your foot stepped here, yeah. but it suggests use your left foot to do this and your right foot to do that. Because I've definitely cross footed it sometimes, and it was like eh, it works. <laughs> but that game. You, you haven't lived until you've done a running man on an arcade machine and had people look at you and say, what, this dude's on fire? What is he doing there over there? There's some awesome steps on that game where like you have to hold your leg down and you actually have to do a spin. So as you're, as you're kind of like shuffling, you put one foot down and it makes you do a quick spin to the left and then you got to hold your foot down and do a quick spin to the right. And, and it's like, it, it is dancing. Like that game is like... It's literal dancing. They finally got past the dance dancing. Yeah, because all they had to get rid of was the mat and actually say, here's a surface. Yeah. And we can read all of your steps on the surface. Go nuts. And honestly, I do my own thing on there. Right. As long as I'm hitting the actual notes, I guess I do. The only thing I think I've done that's truly what they want is the running man. But I've done things where it's like foot slides and mm-hmm. like sachets up and down have the you seen, Have you seen any videos of like like people like actually going? Like, like you know how you've ever watched those old like para para? Like what's it called? Para para paradise videos. Where people do like actual like routines. Yeah, though yeah. I always played para para with like using like freaking Tybo moves. or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah, throwing like your butt in the air and stuff like that. But now with um, with dance rush stardom, like some of like some of the moves that like, people are really good at like making the whole thing flow. It's really fun to watch. And for those listening, mm-hmm. and like, what the heck is dance rush stardom? It is basically uh. Think of like how DDR has arrows that would fall down the screen, but in this game, the arrows are coming from the, the arrows are coming from the back of the screen forward. Yeah, it's more three dimensional, and mm-hmm. it's just telling you which foot to use on the machine, and whether you're on the left, you're stepping towards the left hand side of the mat or the right hand side. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, it's kind of free form. Yeah, you do whatever you and want. Most of the steps like drag to the left or drag to the right, so it's like you're kind of shuffling back and forth, and it's essentially it's Running Man. Like the '90s dance move, Running Man, the video game. <laughs> yes, not not the Running Man video game. Which did they ever make one? I don't. They probably did. I mean, I feel I'm, gonna, like, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wager they I did. Get, I keep thinking of like Total Recall. That was like one of the worst NES games. I don't think I ever played that one. Oh, it's bad. I'm Just a, to see the freaking Moon guy, that freaking the Prime no, of Oscar scene. No, thank none you. of that happens. Oh, good. That's a nightmare. I think. Um, and you know, in the beginning, um, where his wife turns out to be like a, a spy, a spy and like tries to kill him or something. That happens. But I think that's it. <laughs> weird and of course it's like a weird boss fight I, that we talk about like every other game what's your final track <laughs> my track is from the game total recall total no it is oh, not wow wow that's so crazy what are the odds <laughs> um my track is going to be from an odd choice for this episode but i'm going with it it's from the game i think i've chosen from this game in the past too marvel land for the sega genesis um it is the world five theme and it is composed by etsuo ishii
Welcome back. You're listening to the World 5 theme from the game Marvel Land for the Sega Genesis composed by Etsuo Ishii. So that track is a fairly quick looper, but it's been a favorite of mine for very, for many years since I was a child, honestly. It sounds great. Like the um, the opening, it sounds like like this part right here. It sounds like it's it's kind of like kind of cheesy, like speed up music, you know. But most right here, it's amazing. Like it's, it's the, the the synthesizer. It's like such a full sound. And the, it's the done bass very is really well good. too. In that last section, that that kind of fades out because I'm assuming it just loops until like whenever the part of the stage is over, is really cool. Yeah, it's like the way it works is that the whole premise of Marvel Land is you are a guy named. Obviously, I think this is like a weird translation for America, and the real game plot was not like this. But you play as Prince Talmud, who is the Prince of the Dragon People, and you are going to try to rescue a princess who has been kidnapped by the Mole King and imprisoned within Marvel Land, a massive amusement park. And the amusement park is divided up into various worlds, like themed worlds. And every boss fight in the game is a weird mini-game. Like, you don't actually fight the boss. Like, one boss is, like, rock, paper, scissors. And one boss is whack-a-mole. And, like, just weird stuff. But then but, the final but the, boss... Is the rest of the game, like, a, like a side-scrolling platforming Side-scrolling platformer, okay. yep. With cl- complete, with, like, final levels for each world being, like, a castle dungeon. Like, Mario-style, but with more, like, more vertical. Now, the last boss after the carnival game, you have to actually fight him as an actual battle. It's the only actual boss fight in the game. And when you beat him, I always remember this as being something I loved as a kid. One of my favorite, well, this happens in the game moments, which is you save the princess, but then you have to escape too. So the entire amusement park starts falling apart, and you have to escape with the princess, so you grab her hand and you're running away oh, as cool. the castles collapse. Yeah. So being as an old game, the way they portrayed it was stalactites were falling from the sky, uh-huh. and if you stop running, you die. So you have to keep running constantly and you're jumping and dodging things as you run and the music is done like when that first time it goes did 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 it like you start hopping it's like you have the bloop as you're jumping yeah, yeah so you yeah. have all those sounds overlaying with this and it just sounds so melodic and you ask you like come on make the jumps get out get out and the very last part of the level is a roller coaster mm-hmm. and you're on the roller coaster it's like shooting across and guys are like flying towards you as you're trying to get out and ducking and dodging spikes and when this part kicks in, you're at the end of the level, and the roller coaster just kind of jumps off the track, and it's essentially like you guys like leaping out of the castle as it's collapsing. Oh, wow. It's done very well. That's so cool. The um, I I, I really think it's uh, it's interesting when the sound effects complement the music, like because you're not exactly playing to the beat all the time, but like when like the sound actually complements what's happening with the music, mm-hmm. like it can be very melodic. And it's honestly neat, the case. Yeah. Like, not hearing the jumps here feels weird. <laughs> yeah, you're so used to, like, during this time, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, like, I'm running, I'm running. And then you're running, and then you're jumping, and now the road comes, you gotta duck. It's it's just good. You know, I like that Poyo Poyo song, but this is up there. Like, I, I, I don't know why I'm surprised at, like, all this really good music on this episode. It's so good. I honestly like when we end up pleasantly surprising ourselves. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, I, I, I like that also we chose our um, our classic NES and Genesis tracks for the end of, the, of, our, of our sets. Oh, yeah. I was, I was talking to Rob about this earlier, but mm-hmm. I feel like I need to just really dive deep into some of the old retros. Cause yeah, just go back into it. Like, like find the list of ROMs or go back into your stack of cartridges and be like, what do I 
like, what do I really remember about these games, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. a lot of it's just about getting your memory jogged. It's like getting yeah, hit, like hitting yeah. yourself upside the head with like a plastic hammer. I'm like, oh, I remember now. Because it's all up here. It's like a giant filing cabinet. We but were, if you for, don't use it for a while, it just sits dormant. We were out somewhere. I think it was we went to, we went to do this axe throwing um, like thing in Philadelphia with my uh, cousins and my nephew, and um, somehow Fabio. The the, you know, the the the, the Iron Sword Man. Yeah, exactly. Fabio, the model, came up. Oh, we were talking about something that happened, and he was like, "Oh, it was like the thing that happened to Fabio." And the kids were like, "Fabio," and I was like, "Okay, that's fine. You don't know this reference because it's very old." But like, he used to be like this male model. He had this long hair, and he used to be on the on the covers of romance novels. And they were like, uh, "Why would I know this?" And I said, "Well, he was on this NES cover, and like that's the only thing I could remember that I could pull up on my phone right away." And I was like, this is Iron Sword, and it's just awesome. <laughs> it's Fabio holding a sword. And then I scrolled to the right, and I was like, that's how it looks on the cover. But this is how it looks in the game. And it's just a, <laughs> a armored knight with giant eyes. Giant googly eyes on, like, on the little cartoon knight. Um, that's another game I spent a lot of time on for some reason. That's, I, a, that's a frustrating game. I, I've never gotten to play it, and I always wanted to, because I played Wizards and Warriors to death. Yeah, it's it's very much on that... that um, I want to say it's the kind of like like side-scrolling platforming that you really see mostly like in the UK and in Europe, where it's not like running left to right; it's like collecting things. So it becomes kind of a puzzle. Yeah, get the boots of lava walk, yeah. walk on lava, and the invisibility cloak to do nothing. Well, I'm gonna pull this track down, and oops, that was me. Nope, that was me. Oh, we're good. I'm gonna okay. I turned the track down, but now it's time for the bonus round. Get ready, Pernell. Don't panic. Too late! Ah! <laughs> bonus! <laughs> bonus round. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a close one. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I can't believe that. Uh, the bonus round is the part of our show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. And I kind of stuck with the um, the puzzle, the puzzle uh, situation because I feel like versus puzzle games drive me crazy. I get a panic attack every time I play this. Oh. So this is from the game Meteos for the DS. Oh, I'm glad you did that because I was eyeballing Meteos. Oh, yeah, but I, I couldn't select a track that I wanted to go with, but I was going through the OST. I, I wasn't sure, so I started looking for uh, remixes on, on it, and I found a kind of a cool one. This is called The Grandest Groove by the artist Nitro Sparks. With <laughs> exactly that sound, too. Yeah, it's got two X's, so that's what he gets. And it's from the uh, the game Meteos. It's, it uses kind of some of the, the sound effects, and it also uses some of like the um, some of the melodic themes from the game too, but I remember playing this a lot with you and Christy and Mike, and just like yelling at each other, like sitting like in a, in a, in a, it's co- a stressful game, like a coffee house, and we're like yelling at each other. And for the record, I this is another one that I would play to this day. Oh, it's so much fun! And the fact that it was a single cart link up title made it even better. Yeah, it was like a launch title, wasn't it? Mm-mm. Oh no, oh. it wasn't launch. It came out a fair bit later, maybe like, oh. a, like two years in, but it was. It was a launch title for me. It was launched. <laughs> it was, I think you bought the system yeah, when got, it was already out. Yeah, it launched into my heart. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Granist Groove from the game Meteos. Literally in figure two. And this is by Nitro Sparks. <laughs> Oh, 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 
That is Grannest Groove, a remix from the game Meteos, and that was by Nitro Sparks. And this song is why I really like having uh, live streams once a month for our show, because it's songs like this that make us dance like really stupid for like the entire song because it has a beat that makes you want to get up and move we were like making up like carp the carpentry like carpenter <laughs> saw dances. the wood saw do, the wood do, chop, chop the wood, wood. <laughs> do, 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 do. hammer nails do, oh my do. god it's <laughs> so stupid that was so much fun but yeah that that it's like it's so deceptively simple of just sound effects and like some beats and things, but it works really, really well. It bugs me in it's a sense so because I go to a gym mm-hmm. and at the gym they always play music yeah. to keep people moving and active, but it's usually like pop music and I'm going to win the day. <laughs> like I'm not getting into this, but I can picture I was I can see this playing at a gym. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not a top forties hit or anything, but all the sounds are there. Like you it's easy to find a beat. To swing to or yeah, kick a, to or lift good, to. It's a good tempo. It's a good rhythm. This morning um, at my gym, it's been so annoying because they have like this thing set up where you can like on your phone play what you want and mm-hmm. it kind of log. It goes into like this kind of DJ thing. But there's a there's a trainer there in the morning who plugs his iPhone in and pretty much overrides it and mm-hmm. he plays all of like this emo like uh, music. It's I mean, a lot of it's like new metal where it's like the rapping metal. I'm gonna cry. He's like like kind of like. <laughs> early Lincoln Park era. Like, I don't know the bands, but man, it's just... Look at this pony griff! It, it could always be worse. I could, it's, one I could, Piece, it, the reference there. It, it could always be um, One Piece. No. It it could could be one, I could make one, <laughs> anything about One Piece. It could always be uh, Fireflies. I hate that song. Um, whoever plays that in a gym deserves to be thrown out. <laughs> like, yeah, forever. Like, banned for life. All right, so what's your bonus track? Look at this photograph. It's not that. <laughs> um, this is actually, it's a fairly short track, but it's a good one. Okay. I was determined to get this track on the episode as a remix in some way, but I had to find the remix. Okay. And I managed to do so. All right. This is from Ninja Gaiden 1, Act 5-1. The track title is called Depth of, Depths of Wickedness, and this is a version that was done by Bit Brigade. Ooh. All right. Yes. Let's do it. so much so much is the depth of wickedness from the game ninja guide in one stage five area one so good 
and it's done by Bit Brigade. So I am I am surprised every time I hear them, like how like they're it just they're so on point. Like every, I honestly, I, every instrument is like right on. I still personally think that they may plan some of the deaths, which in and of itself, and that's what they do. It still is awesome. That means that the guy is so confident in his skill level. He's like, I need to die right here mm-hmm. to give me enough time no. to play through the level again so you can do the full rendition of the song. Right. Yeah, so Bit Brigade is, if for people who don't know, it's a live band playing the music for the game that, that a, uh, a speedrunner is playing live in front of an audience. So it's, it's, it's performance art, really. It really is, though I've I've questioned, but I just let it go because in person I'm like it doesn't matter, it's entertaining. But I've questioned if they actually are doing the play live versus like maybe he played it in advance and is doing it because I could picture. No, I've seen I've seen videos where he's just sitting there with the controller doing. So he's definitely it. Oh, he's doing, doing it. it. Yeah, and some things sometimes they have to like you know they have to play play the loop a couple more times while he's trying to get through a stage. Yeah, that's what or, I'm thinking about. Like there's yeah. certain games where it's like yeah I can reliably do this, but I could picture certain games where it's like. Mm-hmm. All right, I die here a lot, and if I die, you have to redo this entire section. <laughs> Will the audience get bored listening to you do the same section while I keep dying? No, that's why this guy is like he's a beast. He's a beast at these games. Watching him do Mega Man Two and Mega Man Three is hilarious because like every once in a while they'll go back to the password screen, <laughs> like <laughs> or like someone needs like a break, it's like put these on the password screen. And the guy walks away. <laughs> but, um, no, that's super super good. So for more information on the bonus round part of our show. Uh, go to rhythmandpixels.com and we'll have links to SoundClouds and Bandcamps and everywhere where you can buy the music and support the artists. Thanks for joining us at Rhythm and Pixels episode 19. This is disarming you, isn't it? Ooh, this, yeah, this is, yeah, I, I feel a little uh, off. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. I like for. I like the uh, I like that opening. Where it's like zip. It's, it's very zippy. It's a very zippy track. Wild Arms has got some cool music in it. Yes, it yeah. does. Another series where I need to get back to. I never finished the fourth. As I never played the fourth or the fifth ones, and I never finished the third. I could easily go back to them, and I think I'd still enjoy them today. Yeah. Their battle systems are really simple, though, which. In and of itself, mm-hmm. sometimes you want that simplicity back. You just want to be able to say, this guy uses the guns, this guy uses the tools, and this girl uses the magic. All right, I'm going to talk about it. Trails of Cold Stream, or Trails of Cold Steel. Let's talk about Trails of Cold Stream. No, Trails of Cold Stream is, is all of the all the TDR versions of those songs. Um, so Trails of Cold Steel, um, we started playing and we had to stop. Really? We didn't have to stop. But it was the it was like the long opening section. It's a school. lengthy game. It's a dialogue so boring, dude. They have it's, it's a, the reason. It's the reason I stopped watching anime. Trust me, I understand. I like when I recommend gosh. those games to people, there's a weird caveat that comes with it, and that is that they go so into this world building concept yeah. where they get everybody tons of dialogue. Mm-hmm. The townspeople have tons of dialogue, and everyone has a name. Every person has a name. It was like these long, sweeping sections of the town. Yes. Everyone's like, oh, you're going to school today? Okay, great. Are you going to school today? Yeah, okay. Yes. I I open with a shop here. I'm like, I know the shop's probably closed. My shop's closed. Okay, great. Yes. I'm like, this is just... And And, and for me, it's like watching like an anime, like like a a shonen or something, where there's like, there's so much just dialogue that I'm just like kind of... And I got to tell you... caring about, or they haven't made me care about the characters yet enough to be into interested in the dialogue. And I know this is a personal thing. I'm not trying to like 
bad mouth. You're gonna try to rag a muffin, my favorite anime, game. But, I, but I'm like, oh, this is an anime game. That's what's going on. I don't think I have the patience for this. That's okay. Oh yeah, and trust me, I I'm not knocking it. Like I yeah. I get it. Like it's I I have. I can have conflicts with it too at times. It's like I'll have a moment where it's like, okay, here's a mission. I need to go and have like person like a PA day, which is like when you can go have private actions with your classmates. You just got to find them in town or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a I'm, like, I'm constantly at odds with the guy who wants to experience the fullness of the world. Like I want to go talk to the baker and see if he has new dialogue. But the other part of me is like, I want to get to the freaking action. It did do something that I thought was very clever. Okay, oh. what I thought was super clever but also a little frustrating watching um, Christy play through it was because the the very beginning of the game, you're thrown into a mission mm-hmm. that's supposed to be four months in the oh, future. Yeah. So you have an entire party of characters. Everyone has like thousands of hit points. You have access to every like, like uh, ability and thing. So it's a great idea to be like, hey, we're going to show you what you can do in this game. And so you just have access to everything right away. So right. you have something to look forward to. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a really great idea. But they don't tell you how to use any of it. And there's just tons of letters and numbers on the screen. And I was just kind of going with it. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. That, that's fine. But Christy picked it up and she's like, wait a minute. I want to, like, how am I supposed to know what this does? Why are there, like, five different types of material to do this crafting thing in the middle of a fight? Like, what's going on? It, they throw you in head first. And it's interesting yeah, in that. Which is cool. I but. felt overwhelmed slightly because... Like you said, there's a lot of systems that are at work in that game. Yeah. So you're like, okay, knowing that I have all access to all this stuff, I don't know what to work with. What's the point? But then what I decided to do was I came across like a healing station or whatever. Yes. And I just started doing whatever I want. I was like, okay, here's a boss, here's a battle. I'm going to just try this move and see yeah. what it does. So I think it was. So I think that's something it did really well. It throws you in. It teaches, kind of show you, kind of give you a taste of what things are going to be like. Like, this is how complicated it could be. You, you can even play around with the stuff before you'll have access to it later on in the game. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it, that's pretty cool. Now, I think it was a listener, Chris Murray, mm-hmm. um, who suggested that we do a Legend of Heroes. Legend of Heroes? Like a Legend of Heroes focused episode? Yeah, some topics. I think we could do a couple topics. That would be a tough to do a couple because we'd run out. I mean, we could do music for days, but we'd be talking about. We'll have to come in here and talk about just random stories or anecdotes because we're not going to be talking about so much about the game. Oh, I know. Yeah, we'll probably have to come in and. and, and um, like, so today I'm going to tell you guys about my new recipe I'm cooking up for the chili cook off that's in two months. Yeah, we'll have to like talk about like our childhoods or something. <laughs> so tell me. Tell me more about your parents. <laughs> kind of like what we're doing right now. Um, but anyway, let's, let's let's close this out. Um, so yeah, again, thanks for listening to the show. Um, and if you'd like to contact us, the best way to contact us, if you have uh, song suggestions, topic suggestions, um, uh, bands, if you're in a remix band, or if you're a cover DJ. <laughs> if you like the music I do. Yeah, if you do music, um, or if you're working on a game, we'd love to know about it. Send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Um, that's a great way to get a hold of us. If you'd like a full list of all of our episodes and track listings from all of the episodes and links to all the other cool stuff that we're doing, check out the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, if you can feel like... If you begub it. All, all, access to all of our episodes are also available on YouTube as well as our 24-7 uh, stream of 8-bit and 16-bit music. That's youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's just Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. On Facebook, we have a, a little group 
that we're pretty active in. It's called Rhythm and Pixels Chat. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also a, uh, a group called the VGM Podcast Fans, mm-hmm. which is a great place to meet other people Very active who are well. listening to shows or just into video game music. Um, that's hosted by uh, or was put together by Alex Messenger. And um, and if you if you like other podcasts, like th- those other hosts are in there. Maybe a few other podcast hosts will chime in to wish you luck. Well, it's if you ever like <laughs> if you ever like want to get to get to know some of them, some of us. That's a good place to do it. That is true. I just you- felt like making that reference. It made me think of like a spinoff showcase. That's right. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe uh, maybe they'll they'll show up and. Uh, Maybe your old favorites at Pixel 2's radio will show up to wish you luck. I'm ima- imagining like um, a scene where it's like the Rhythm and Pixels cousins. <laughs> exactly. That would be so weird. <laughs> it's the Rhythm and Pixels cousins show. It's Purnell and his cousin, Perkle. We talk about movie soundtracks. <laughs> um, anyway, and also, if you'd like to support the show, um, you can hit you know subscribe or uh, uh Hit the stars on Apple Podcasts or whatever it is, or tell ask. your friends. Things keep changing, like whatever it is. Yeah, just just t- tell your friends. Say like, hey, you know what I'm listening to? I'm listening to this cool show, or hey, I'm listening to video game music. That's really great. Um, or you can also support us at Patreon. It's at Patreon.com/slash/RhythmAndPixels. Uh, there you get access to a live streamed episode every month, and you, we also like to give shoutouts to every one of you at the end of every show. So we like to thank first that Nick Walker. Next, this Mike Myers, and after this, um, those Steve Miller. I can't go what? any further than that. You're going to run out of words. I'm, I'm already out. I want to thank the Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Schenstrom, Damian Beckles, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk. Check them out on Instagram at One Up Funk. Thank Wicked Sephiroth, OK Impala, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, which um, I think we're going to be doing something in the near future. Uh, Brian Pitt, Morton Gangso, Chris Murray. How you doing? Uh, the Last Recon, Jupiter Jazz, Solus Sanctuary, Joe Vasallo, Chris Tinerson, Alex the Messenger, Messenger, and David Smith. David Smith. You are all awesome. Thank you so much for your continued support of the show. Thanks for being great, folks. You're all awesome. And that's all we've got for this week. We'll see you next week. It's been Rhythm and Pixels. My name's Rob. And I'm Pernell. See you next time. Yes, he didn't say Nichols. I didn't say Nichols. You did say oh, Nichols. Oh, my goodness. My name is Rob Flickles. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Frack. Yeah, I like, Darn it! I, know, I like <laughs> saying my last name. You know, when I started doing it, it was because um, um, it's because of uh, esports. Is because I watch these. You see the full name on. No, the- no, it's because they all have like dumb handles. Where it's like, this is like so some kid gets really good at StarCraft, right? Mm-hmm. And like Party he, Pop. Yeah, his his name is like Super Party No Scope sixty nine, right? And like he just was like up goofing off. That's my name, and then got really good at it. Got picked up by a team. Now he's on the world stage. His name isn't like Johnny Smith anymore. It's, it's Super No Scope sixty nine. <laughs> so I'm watching these sports games or esports matches, and I'm like, this is like. I have trouble keeping this up with Rob. who's who. So I'm full name. Robin. I'm going to stick with it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a safe week. And remember, and honestly, this is something I definitely needed today as well. It's getting exhausting. There's a lot of crap popping off in the news that will drive a sane person cuckoo, nutty, bonga boom booms. And quite frankly, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm pretty tired of it and it burns me out. So, to be honest, 
Never has there been a better time to decompress than there is now. Take time away from the news, away from social media. Just put your feet up, listen to a good podcast, play a good video game, play cards with your friends, go hug a tree, mm. frolic in a street. I don't know, something that doesn't involve <laughs> knocking bottles over on a counter <laughs> table. Knocking stuff around the desk. But just <laughs> hug a tree. <laughs> hug a tree off the table. But ultimately, just decompress and let yourself breathe a bit because I'm going to tell you, it wears a person down, and it makes you into someone that you don't even want to be or don't believe you can even be. Don't let it get to that point. Relax yourself. You want to have something new?